0: And this is what the topic is going to be, is what if it's okay? What if it's okay? Have you ever wondered what if it's okay to not be okay? Have you ever wondered if this moment in time that you are battling this battle and you feel like you're never going to get out of it, If it's okay to deal with it. Is it okay to be in that little bit of a, this word, funk? Is it okay? Tonight I want to show you something in Scripture where a person in the Bible wasn't okay. But it was okay. God made it okay. And let me tell you tonight that whatever situation you're battling tonight, that God is going to make a way where you can't understand. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out, but God says it's okay. It's okay tonight. Let me say it to you. It's okay to not be okay. The last month of my life, I have been into this, I don't know if it's okay for me as a pastor to not be okay. And my wife looks at me and she goes, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, I don't know that it's okay for me to not be all right. But it's okay. Everybody say amen. I've been waiting for this all week since I talked to Pastor Tommy. If you have your Bibles, I've been waiting for that all week. I actually even wrote it in my notes to make sure that I said it so that I get that response. I would like for you to go to Mark chapter 5 tonight. We are going to start in verse 21. I'm reading out of the NLT. It'll be up on the screen. I believe she has the NLT up there for you. We're starting in verse 21. We're going to verse 28. And then it says this. When Jesus went back across to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. A leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, came and fell before him pleading with him to heal his little daughter. She is about to die, he said in desperation. This right here, this is a guy who is not okay. He's not okay. His daughter is about to die. Please come and place your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. We skip down to 24. And Jesus went with him and the crowd thronged behind him. And there was a woman in the crowd who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, a great deal from many doctors through the years and spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she was worse. She had heard about Jesus. She came up behind him through the crowd And touched the fringe of his robe. For she thought to herself, if I could just touch his clothing, I will be healed. And I'm going to continue on. You don't have it there. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel that something that she had been healed. Jesus realized that once the healing power had gone from him, he had turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? I'm going to ask you tonight again. What if it's okay? Okay to not be okay. Let's pray tonight. God, we thank you for this word. God, I thank you, God, for the next couple of moments that we have here tonight. God, that you have ears open, hearts ready to receive. God, That I pray, God, right now that as I speak these words that you've given me, God, that I would not speak my words, but I would speak what you have for me to speak. God, I thank you for every person here. In your name we pray, and everybody said, amen. So what if it's okay to not be okay? We have two situations happening in this passage. First, there is a man whose daughter is dying, and he needs a touch for his daughter. He goes to Jesus in faith. He goes to Jesus, and he walks up to Jesus, and he says, My daughter is sick. She's dying. But I know if you will touch her, then she'll be healed. This man is not okay. His daughter is not okay. But his faith is starting to lead him to making the miracle happen. Tonight, your faith can allow your miracle to happen. Amen? Tonight, in the middle of all of the pain and all of the suffering and in the middle of sickness, the word of life that... brings can touch the situation and change your life in a moment this man is in the middle of walking down the road to go have his daughter get healed and something happens a lady walks past a lady who is stricken with this terrible disease for 12 years she has battled this same thing for 12 years. See, I think this crazy part about this whole thing is that she tried everything. She tried everything that she could try and nothing worked. She went to the doctor and that didn't work. She went to the specialist and that didn't work. She went to the next specialist and the next one and the next one and she spent every last dollar she had and nothing worked. And people started looking at her funny. They started looking at her going, That lady. Don't get around her. Because when you've had that issue for 12 years, people start to look at you and go, if she touches me, you're going to get it. Remember the old game when you were a kid? You used to walk up and the boys used to go, don't touch her because she's got cooties. And if you touch her, you'll get cooties too. It's about like that with this lady. People looked at her and said, she's unclean. You can't touch her. If you touch her, you become unclean. And in these times, you had to be unclean for a certain amount of days before you could return back to society. So if I was to walk up to you and she was to touch me on the arm, I would become unclean and I would have to leave society for a certain amount of time to allow myself to become clean again just because she touched my arm. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe she just brushed past me and touched my arm. Now all of a sudden, I'm done. I can't even be around my family. I can't go to the doctor and have him clear me. I have to sit back for a certain amount of time and wait. This lady had to do this for 12 years. 12 years of pain that she had to fight with and fight with and fight with. You see, this is the part that is really, really exciting to me. This lady became so desperate for God that she did something that she wasn't even supposed to do. This lady, not only was she sick, she was alone. She wasn't able to be with her family. She wasn't able to be a mom or a wife. She had to be out over here. Her family went along with their normal day-to-day life, but she had to stay out here Away from everybody. Do you imagine just for a second what it would be like to spend the next 12 years outside of the city? You can't go to Walmart. Some people may be saying hallelujah for that. You can't go to McDonald's. You can't go see your kid's graduation. You can't go see your kid get married. You can't visit your grandkids. You can't go in and go see your best friend. You can't go swimming in the swimming pool. You can't go and hang out at somebody's house and have dinner with them. You are outside. And the only friends that you have are other outsiders. Other people who are just as mad and upset and hurt as you. You imagine what happens in 12 years of being with people that are upset and mad and hurt All the time. Even if she was to be clean in a moment, what would happen to her mind? She could still be mad. She could still be upset. Maybe she started going into depression. Maybe she started going and being like, you know what? I don't know that I'm ever going to be healed. So maybe I'll just stay out here forever. She started her own life outside of the city for 12 years by herself. Maybe she had some friends. Maybe she made friends with the leper guy on the other side. I don't know. But she had some friends because these are her people now. These are the people that she can hang out with. But then the other thing is this. All of a sudden, she starts hearing about this guy named Jesus. This guy named Jesus is healing people. Well, what about me? He hasn't healed me. Her loneliness got her to the point where she was so upset that she started walking differently. When she'd walk through the crowd of people, she probably put her hair, her thing down over her head just so that people wouldn't see her. If she wanted to go to the store, she probably put everything down. She covered herself up and she just covered up and said, I just don't want nobody to see me. I'm going to tell you, there's some people in here that's done that. We've walked through our pain for so long that when we decide that we're going to actually walk to the store, we cover ourselves up. We put on a baseball hat, we put that fake smile on our face, and we walk in the store and we act like everything's good. But the people around us don't see that we're messed up. They don't see the battle that we're fighting. Oh, yeah. You, you, you all know what I'm talking about here. I'm, around, I'm among people that I know. I'm among family tonight, and I'm just going to be completely honest. That financial struggle that you have, and you say, oh, I'm good, and you go to the store, and you buy peanut butter and jelly, and everybody's like, oh, they're buying peanut butter and jelly. That must be their favorite thing. Though no, that's all I have. I can't do anything else but buy peanut butter and jelly. So that's what I'm doing. But you put that fake smile on your face, and you put that hat on your head, and you go, it's all good. I'm I'm going to be good. I'm I'm good. And you get in the car and you go home and you take that mask off and you're just like, and if they would just see the pain that's going on right now. If they would just see the hurt on the inside right now. This lady had to stay for 12 years outside of the walls, outside of everything she had. But it drove her to desperation. When she found out that Jesus was coming, she walked into the middle of a crowd of people on chance. Y'all remember playing Monopoly? And you'd roll the dice, and when you roll the dice, you'd land on chance, and you, like, get really nervous to take that one card because you don't know if it's going to be good or bad. And you pick it up, and you're like, go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass Go. Do not collect $200. So here you get right past it. I mean, you're standing on boardwalk. You get to the next one. You've already gotten past it. You get to Chance, and you're like, okay, I'm almost in. Now I have to go to jail. You're like, man, I was doing really good. I was was getting close. I already picked up Park Place. I've already picked up boardwalk. Here I got some money. I'm going to put a house on that now. And then all of a sudden, Chance throws you in the jail. Now you're stuck for the next three turns, and you play with 15 people, and it feels like you're in jail for an hour. I'm just telling you how I play because that's how we always played, and I always got stuck in jail. So, but you see, here's the thing she decided, I'm not gonna let this situation affect what could happen. She got desperate. This lady got so desperate that she said, even if all I have to do is just touch a part of his clothes, I just want to touch one little piece of his clothes. If I could just touch that one little spot, maybe I'll get whole again. You know what that one little piece of fabric, you know what that is? That was her visible mustard seed. The mustard seed faith on the inside was made visible by that little string that she had that she could see on Jesus' robe. How did she know that piece of string was going to be there? She knew who Jesus was. She knew about him. She knew what he was going to be wearing. She knew what he was supposed to have on. So she knew if I could just get to this little part, maybe it's way down here. If I could just touch this one little part of his garment. I can do it. I can catch, maybe I can get some healing just off of that. That little bit of mustard seed faith. She didn't let her mustard seed faith be overshadowed by the mountain around her. She didn't let that little piece of mustard seed faith be overshadowed by the big giant ball of no, that's not going to work in front of her. She said, I'm going to push past it. I'm going to push past it and get myself to the place where next time that I walk past somebody, they don't look at me like I'm the bad person. They look at me and go, that's the lady that got healed just by touching Jesus' garment. Just by touching a part of his robe, I became, she became healed. I think it's funny. I've gone through two pages of notes, and I ain't looked at them yet. Pastor Tommy, you should be very proud of me. She became whole because not because of her loneliness. Her loneliness drove her to her desperation and her desperation drove her to her healing. Her desperation is what got her to the place of saying, it's time for me to get past this. It's time for me to be made whole. I've tried everything that I can think of to do. Dave Ramsey has failed me 10 times, but I'm going to God to say, I got to fix it now. And I'm not bashing Dave Ramsey, but I'm just saying, there's some people in here, you've done everything you can to fix that situation, but done one thing that you have not done. You have not brought it to God and said, God, I need you to fix it. You have gone so far as to spend every last dime that you can going to this place and that place and asking this person and talking to that person. And you've told so many people that you have brought them so close in the middle of your storm that guess what happens? They're starting to feel it too. Instead of looking at it and saying, I'm going to bring it to God. And when I bring it here, I'm going to say, this is it. I'm dropping it here and I'm walking away. Now, let me let let you understand something. I get it. I get it. I get that when we don't need healing, we don't seek God to heal something. I'll be honest right now. I feel okay. I feel pretty good. So tonight when I prayed, I didn't pray, God, would you heal me? Because I'm not praying for healing right now. But sometimes when we need the healing, we forget that we can go to the healer and ask him to heal us. There's times where we go, okay, God, I need you to give me financial blessings. So I go to him and I say, "Give give me this, give me this, give me this. When the whole time he's looking at you saying, I just want you to spend time with me first. Don't come to me asking me to just give you stuff. Spend some time with me first. What would happen if we all of a sudden decided let's just spend some time with him and then see what he does? To me, it's crazy. Because I look at it and I go, she got what she needed because she knew what her issue was. Sometimes we go through so much stuff and maybe we don't understand what it is. But we go to everybody else. This lady did that. She spent every last dime she had to go to every doctor. And all she had to do was wait for Jesus to walk by. Do you know what the crazy part about that was? If Jesus would have came by 12 years later, earlier, would we be talking about this lady right now? We probably wouldn't be talking about the lady with the issue of blood 12 years that she stood there and had all this problem if she had it for two days and then he healed her. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, lady. God healed you. There you go but we talk about her because she dealt with something for so long and finally a miracle happened. What would happen if what you're dealing with and what you're facing, you finally say, God, enough's enough. I'm tired of going to this person and talking about it. I'm tired of going to this person and mentioning it and it not being fixed. I'm tired of having to call pastor every week and tell him about the same problem Trust me, he's tired of hearing it too. I'm tired of all the time, every time I get here and say, I need something to change, I need something to change. And then I walk to the altar and I say, God, I need it to change. And I walk back out the building and I've left it in my hand instead of leaving it at the altar. It becomes a point where we look and we say, God, I need you to fix this and I leave it here Instead of, I need you to fix it, and I put it back in my pocket, and maybe next time you'll take it. There becomes a point where we have to be so desperate that we say, even if all I do is touch the part of his garment, I'll be healed. Even if it's just one piece, that little bit of mustard seed faith, that little bitty spot, I asked Pastor Tommy how long I could preach. He told me, I could preach as long as I want. But he was leaving in five minutes. He said, in five minutes, I'm getting up and I'm leaving. You're five minutes late. But I want you to get something tonight. I don't preach long. I'm a youth pastor. I lose attention in about 10 seconds. I done lost Haley's attention twice. I don't even know if Brittany's paying attention at this point. But here's the thing. Tonight, you have something. Somebody in this place has something that they have been fighting and fighting and dealing with and dealing with and dealing with. And all of a sudden they say, I can't deal with it anymore. You may not have been fighting it for 12 years, but you've been dealing with it for two weeks. You've been dealing with it for two months. You've been calling every person that you can think of and trying to say, I don't know what to do. I need you to pray for me. And you haven't come to the altar and said, God, I need you to take it from me. If you would just reach up and grab just a small piece of the garment, just grab a small piece. Earlier we sang this song, and I had to write it down to make sure that I said it right. We sang, I raised a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. This lady, in the presence of her enemy, 12 years in the making, she raised her hallelujah and said, I'm going to touch his garment. In the middle of the mess that she was going through, she said, I'm going to raise my hallelujah, and I'm going to grab onto him and just touch it. All I want to do is just let it fly by and let me just grab a little small piece of it. But I want you to see something that happens here. Listen to this part. Jesus says, who touched my clothes? Listen to his disciples. His disciples said to him, All this crowd is pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the fringed, the frightened woman trembled at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him, what she had done, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, you have been healed. Go in peace, you've been healed. When she got to the point where she said, I'm going to raise my hallelujah in the presence of my enemy is when she got her healing. When she raised her hallelujah in the presence of her enemy is the time that depression left her body. When she said, I'm going to raise my hallelujah in the presence of my enemy is the moment that all of a sudden she started to find out that financial blessing was coming her way. But you see what she did. She raised her hallelujah, and then she worshiped God. She came to his feet. She said, this is what has happened. And he said, your faith has made you whole. You're healed because your faith has healed you. Tonight I want you to I want you to bow your heads with me tonight. I knew I wasn't going to preach long. Pastor Tommy is grateful for that. But tonight have you gone through the battle? I'll be completely honest with you tonight. I've been going through the battle. The last month has been crazy. The last month has been crazy. And there's been moments where I felt like I'm never going to make it out of it. There's been moments where I felt like this is not going to end. In my life, in my wife's life, with our kids, I feel like it's never going to end. But there came a moment where I had to just say, even if all I do is grab just a piece of his garment, I have to grab that piece and hold on to it. I got to grab that piece and hold on to what he can give me. Peace of mind. Comfort. Whatever that is, tonight you only know, only you know what you've gone through. Only you know what is, is going on inside of your heart right now, what's going on physically with you, what's going on emotionally. Pastor Tommy says it all the time, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally. I knew I had I have them all written down. But only you know what's going on. Only you and God. You see, God already knew the moment that he put Jesus on this earth. He knew that there was going to be a lady who had 12 years of pain that was going to walk by and was going to need a touch. And he put power in the clothes of Jesus so that that lady could be healed. He didn't make a spectator a, a big spectacle out of it. He didn't look at her and say, you got to do 10 steps before you get healed. He said, you show me the desire, I'll provide the power, and I put it in that little piece of his robe so that you can be healed. That lady didn't have to touch Jesus' face. She didn't have to touch his feet. She didn't have to grab onto his arm. All she had to do was grab one little piece of G- who Jesus is. Tonight, do you have that tonight? Is there something tonight that you were going through that you're saying, you know what, I can't go through it any longer. I can't deal with it any longer. Tonight, in the presence of my enemy, I need to shout a little louder. Louder. Maybe you need to walk up here and you need to say, God, I've gone everywhere I can, but I need you to take it now. God, I've done everything I can, but I need you to grab onto me and hold on to me. Tonight, if that's you, no matter what it is, any of those five things we said, if that's you tonight and you need somebody to pray with you, would you just come up to the front tonight? I'm not going to I'm not going to take a whole long time to do this. I just feel like that there's somebody here. You say, you know what? I need God to make a special touch for me. If I can just take that one little piece of mustard-like faith and turn it into a small piece of the garment of Jesus, I'll be made whole.